0: the first episode of still kind of to be determined honestly we don't have a name picked because i think we got two pretty decent names so uh my name's kyle thanks for checking us out in the room today carlton hello carlton what's up you silly motherfucker not a lot <laughs> not a lot right now because you had enough time to sit around and watch the first two episodes of my hero academia 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 no motherfucker it's academia Academia? i just looked it up
1: on google that's how you say it sounds like a medical term
0: it sort of (laughs) yeah me and carlton just talked about it for about five minutes like what's the proper pronunciation before we had to consult google the google lady told us the right way yeah she said academia so um boku no hero academia so we don't have a a solid name for the podcast a lot of people um first of all the reason we're doing this uh, since we started super dope And reviewing Dragon Ball. Talking about Dragon Ball on a regular basis. A lot of the same people. Are interested in seeing us. Talk about other animes. And My Hero is definitely the one. That was suggested the most. Um, With that being said. We are uh, deciding. um, That it's time to step up the game. In terms of content creation for sure. And we want to talk about My Hero. I really want to talk about it. I just started watching it about a month ago. I binged all of it. Very quickly, sadness ensued, because now I have to wait week to week for new episodes. But Carlton's been watching it too, and we didn't realize that we were both watching it at the same time. And How long have you been watching the show?
1: Um, Episode one came out. I didn't watch the first episode, but when episode two came out, all my friends were like, you have to watch it. So So you've been watching it
0: since the second week it was on the air? Yeah. Wow. I just found it last month. And I'm obsessed. I'm fucking obsessed. Like, honestly, it was a big driving factor to be like, how do I figure out a good way to make a My Hero podcast?
1: I told you it was one of the animes that you should probably stop watching. Yeah, but the last year, do you realize how consumed I've been by Dragon Ball? I, I know. mean, you'd be in the other room doing the podcast, that I'd be watching My Hero Academia. Yeah. Well, I realized <laughs> last week that, you know, my, now, new
0: episodes of My Hero come out like immediately on Sunday nights. I was sitting here, I loaded up Pulu to watch, I don't even know what I was going to try to watch, but it was probably um old episodes of My Hero, honestly, <laughs> and I realized the new episode was up, I was like, "Oh shit, so we had um kicked around the idea of doing this podcast for the last few months, or the last month, really, and the first name that kind of popped up that I thought was funny, it was kind of a joke, but it kind of stuck for me was my hero, Superdopia. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of like that one. And it's one that I've been using in my brain, at least as a placeholder, at minimum, maybe as the real name. But then we were just talking before we started watching these episodes today, and we said Superdope Plus Ultra.
1: Plus Ultra. God bless you. <laughs>
0: Who the fuck was that? Is that Mike? Yes. Are you okay? <laughs> I hope you're okay. <laughs> the audible fucking sneeze. <laughs> Christ. My allergies have been killing me today, dude. I had like a serious like four sneeze in a row, sneezing fit, like a hard one with my neck jerk it, crack a little bit, a little bit of snot came out on my shirt. It was gross. Four of those right in a row. Summer's been a killer, man. <laughs> fucking killer. Anyway. We're kind of torn. My Hero Superdopia. Superdope plus Ultra. So, if you're listening to this today, it's because we're releasing this first episode on the Dragon Ball Superdope uh, feed. All the subscribers there will hear this show. If you're interested in My Hero Super, uh, My Hero Superdopia, I almost did it, <laughs> alright? See? Fuck. If you do watch My Hero, take a listen to this episode. Me and Carlton are about to break down the first couple of episodes and the show in general. That being said... After this first episode, episodes two and three will immediately be available on our Patreon page. You can go become a patron, unlock all of the extra content that we've got there, including not only this podcast, but we'll have the OGDB Super Dope podcast where I'm breaking down the original series of Dragon Ball. And eventually we're going to work our way through Z, through GT even. And occasionally we'll do some some extra videos and uh, extra movies and stuff like that. Uh, So you'll get access to that podcast. You'll get access to this yet-to-be-named Super Dopia Ultra Plus Ultra podcast. And then some cool Super Dope extras as well. Uh, You'll get unedited episodes. You'll get early access to episodes. uh, You'll get uh, live video feeds of all the episodes that we do. We're not really going to be doing streaming too often uh, going forward, but it will be available on the Patreon for you guys. And also invites to the Discord server. Some of the upper-tier stuff that we're doing is actually pretty fun. Um, the patrons who do get those upper tiers, they're going to have the opportunity to make episodes of super dope dragon ball specific shit, or, you know, maybe we can cross over into the, my hero stuff as well. They're going to have the episodes, the opportunity to make episodes of the podcast with me, with you, with Brandon and uh, really become part of the show. So some of those upper tier stuff is going to be really fun in terms of the Patreon page. Um, but again, this first episode, we just want you guys to check it out. If you look like my hero, um, Take a listen to it. If you haven't watched it yet, we're going to be talking about the first two episodes. I don't want to spoil that shit for you. I mean, unless you want it spoiled. If you do want it spoiled, that's fine. I would definitely try not to. Yeah, (laughs) I would probably recommend that you go watch the show. And if somebody had spoiled the show for me prior to my finding it, I would have been kind of bummed. I'm not really sure what the hell the driving factor was to make me turn it on in the first place. But saw it on Hulu one day, been watched the first season pretty much in one night. 13 episodes really quickly. And I was hooked ever since, you know, the reason that I think I was drawn into it is I think my hero does a really good job combining elements from a bunch of different parts of nerdy culture. Um, you know, there's definitely besides the fact that it's an anime, you know, there's definitely some dragon ball Z elements in some of the battles mm-hmm. that you see throughout the series. But then you, you know, you think about the training of the superpowers that we're going to see throughout the, the upcoming episodes and I get like a real X-Men vibe. Like I can picture these people in Rochester, New York at the X-Mansion training <laughs> with professor Xavier to fucking master their ice and fire quirks. I mean, straight up total is like Iceman and Firestar and one motherfucker, you know? So I get that element. I also get, you know, just from the general, you know, academia setting, kind of like that Harry Potter kind of vibe even. Um, Some of the visual stuff is, you know, beautiful and reminiscent. I I got some Pokemon vibes in some later episodes, honestly, which I'm totally cool with. Um, There's a lot of things that just make this, at least on the surface, to anybody who, you know, hasn't watched the episodes and see how deep some of these things can go in this series. That sounds, like, really appealing. I mean, obviously, this is, like, the Japanese take on the Marvel Universe to an extent, right? Basically. But I think that's really interesting in itself, but I think to see the Japanese culture and the American culture smashed together so beautifully in this anime, that's enough for you to at least sit down and watch the first two fucking episodes. God damn it. Me and Carlton are both current, but we think that it makes sense for us to go back and review the episodes from the beginning, unlike with Super Dope where we started right around episode 100 and we were (laughs) like, this show's gonna go on forever. 30 episodes away. <laughs> <waiting. laughs> the show's over. What do we do? We have no new content. Talk about something else. Talk about Dragon Ball in a different way. So, we're going to go back and talk about these episodes from the beginning, but I would like to try to get current uh sooner rather than later. So, uh My Hero is one of those series oh. since it aired in 2016, it hasn't been on every single week. Really, it's been on every single week for 6 months. And then it takes a six month break Mm -hmm. and then it comes back for another six months, you know, rinse and repeat throughout these first three seasons of the show. And now the first movie, I think it was just released in Japan. And then the movie will be making its way over to the States at the end of October. So in order for us to hopefully play catch up and get current with the series sooner rather than later, at least in the early going here, I think maybe for at least the first season, we're going to be doing two episodes per podcast. So what we're going to be talking about today is the first two episodes of My Hero Academia. Demia Carlton. <laughs> so the reason this series really grabbed me so quickly is they waste no time in letting you know in the first scene, you see little kid Deku, little kid Bakugo, little kid Bakugo's being a dick, bullying somebody. Deku steps up and he's like, hey, don't be an asshole. I know you're about to kick my ass, but I still have to tell you. Don't be an asshole, and it sets up what the whole fucking series—at least, you know, on, on the surface in terms of these two main characters—what that relationship's gonna look like throughout the, you know, the entirety, at least the beginning of this series here. Mm-hmm. And then it brings you right into not only their relationship but like the world very quickly. You see Bakugo in an, an otherwise normal scene of two little kids, you know, getting into a fist fight on the playground. You see go pound his fists together into his palm, and you see the flames fucking coming out, and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Where- what world is this? <laughs> so you're already thrown into the world very quickly in a real-life situation, and then, boom, you get some of that backstory there of basically what the world is like in this anime that you're about to probably become enthralled with.
1: But it doesn't touch on any of the history of how it develops. Like, it says there was a glowing baby and then suddenly yeah. glowing baby and ching Ching's ching ching city.
0: Yeah. And that's really about as specific as it gets. And
1: that's it. No crazy politics, like in um, X-Men where they have crazy stuff like that, where they have politics over time and um, all kinds of uh, testing and nothing like that. It's like, Oh, this is a thing and it's happening now. And, <laughs> and
0: that makes this world that much easier to adopt. Like, it kind of gives you this simple approach, this simple backstory to the world that you're about to, you know, watch this story unfold in. Without all the specifics of all the things you just said, the politics, the scientific ramifications of people just suddenly developing superpowers. Mm-hmm. You don't get into any of that. Now, as the series develops, you start to touch on some of the long term ideals and ramifications of, you know, what these heroes and in turn villains You know, how they can influence people throughout the entire world. Because as they tell you right in the beginning, 80% of the population has a quirk right off the bat. So you know that four out of five people have a superpower. And our hero, Deku, he ain't no hero because he doesn't have a quirk. He's in, he's that one out of five. And once you kind of get the idea that, you know, this is the world that we live in, they give you a scene right away. Current day Deku, all grown up run into school, and this again builds out on the world. Common occurrence. What's going on? This giant motherfucker just like robbed a jewelry store and he was cornered. So what did he do? He blew himself up to the point where he was like 50 feet tall and started fucking up a city.
1: I do love the one guy who's like... Yeah, I'm going to be late to work.
0: Again, it, it <laughs> builds the world so well. It's like, yeah, this is a common occurrence. Sorry, man, I'm running a little late. Yeah, this crazy shit's going on downtown. You should see how big this guy is. He just stepped on an orphanage. Real tragic stuff. So, again, you see Deku's reaction to all of this and you see how much uh how how much uh devotion he puts into, you know, as he begins this inner monologue kind of setting up this world for you about how what
1: what it means to be a hero and how badly he wants to be a hero. He's taking notes on what the fuck's going on. And he's really into it. Um, he he, You can tell with the with the notebook he has, it says, uh, analyst book version number 13. Like, he takes a lot of notes on everything that's going on. He really pays attention to full everything. volumes. That's ridiculous. It looks, I mean, I don't think I have 13 full volumes of super dope notes
0: over the last <laughs> year. But I do have three pages of notes in front of me today. Uh, so... Again, you see how that kind of uh, scene, a normal everyday scene in the city where a villain gets buck wild and some heroes have to put him down real quick. You see how that happens? Mount Lady shows up, thankfully. Kicks homie in the dick. Uh, steals the, the shine away from Arbor Man, who's about to restrain him with the lacquer chain prison. Well, car! I forget his name, but he's pretty cool. Um, you see Mount Lady show up, and it goes on to describe, or explain rather, You know, the role that the roles that heroes have taken on in this society. And obviously, because heroes have risen, uh, there have been villains and they kind of have to counterbalance. It goes on to explain that the government pays the heroes for the hero work, the quality of their work. And.
1: You know how it's like a really illustrious kind of sought after career. It's the new it's not kids dreaming of becoming a police officer or a fireman or a lawyer or a doctor. It's becoming a hero, a superhero.
0: And becoming the person who performs best in that hero role is how you make more money. Exactly. So, right there, and I don't, they don't really explore it anywhere in this first episode, but it plants the seed of something that we'll see probably, I think, what is it, like mid-season two, of, you know, what are the motivations of people to become a hero?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Some people really are just driven by that money. Fortunately, you learn very quickly in this first episode that Deku just wants to be a hero because... He wants to save people. He thinks that it's the coolest thing that you can do. And he was genuinely inspired by All Might from a very early age. And the whole idea that they tell you up front, the idea that heroes get paid based on their performance, is is, is an interesting tidbit that I think is kind of overlooked, especially when you watch this first episode, knowing what the whole series develops into. By the way, Mount Lady's bum. Money shot, money shot, money shot, money shot. She told me not to worry about, about it about this bum. I'm worried, I'm worried real bad about it. So we cut away from, you know, this regular scene, and we finally see Deku finally reaches you know his destination. He's probably probably late to school from this big thing, but they're talking to the third year middle school students, and they talk about you know what is going to happen when they graduate from this part of school and go on to the next thing and how a lot of them want to audition to become, you know, you know, go to a hero school. And it becomes very clear. The person with the best quirk in the room is that young dickhead Bakugo Kachan that we saw in the first scene. I love Bakugo. He's a little (laughs) crazy for sure, but I do appreciate that dude's confidence for sure. I think I do. Sometimes it's annoying, but he can usually back it up. All right, I digress. You get the idea that Bakugo is not only probably the most accomplished within his class, but he's the only one who's going to be able to apply to this very prestigious UA. What is it? High school? UA. high? School? Yeah. UA Kokuda. Right. Yeah. Is that how you say it? I think so. UA Kokuda. Uh I hope somebody in Japan hears that and they hear me try to speak that <laughs> Japanese word and they fucking laugh at me. <laughs> Stupid American. You <laughs> So, you get the idea that he's probably the only person to be qualified. 0.2% acceptance rate to go to this school. It's the best of the best in the country. Nobody else is going to audition to go but him.
1: That's a reoccurring theme I'm seeing in a lot of recent animes, too. Where they have like these schools or really low chance of becoming anything. Just you know, it, it it takes real prestige for it. And someone with a power like his, whereas you see your in the class, just before he they mention how he's trying to get into that school, everyone's kind of quirk in the room is kinda like really bland. Yeah, I mean, you see a quick shot
0: more or less like you said, it's a good sh- it's a good way to show that mostly everybody in the room has a quirk except Deku. Yeah. You see like one girl shoots some fire out of her palms, one dude's got like a rock hand or something, someone's got a long neck. I mean, like but as the series yeah. progresses, you learn more about Bakugo and how even though he's got a very powerful quirk, he's got other things in his character
1: that you know really sort of do put him beyond that's true. And he's also surprisingly really smart. As you could tell when the teacher mentioned his test scores. Yeah. He's actually really smart. In the episode, it seems like he's just really full of himself, which he is. He's really full of himself. He's super overconfident. Um, obviously, <laughs> obviously angry. <laughs> obviously angry. Very angry. Um, But they even mention, you know, he says he's not uh egotistic. He just knows he's great. And <laughs> one of the other guys, ego. Ego, go take a swan dive off the building deku but (laughs) but he's actually surprisingly really smart and you will see that um eventually um but the teacher does mention it right there he has really the best test scores to get in
0: he's automatically the most qualified person in the room to go to ua high school Mm. but deku then chimes in the teacher calls him out too he's like hey midoriya you wanted to go to UA too, right? And everyone's like, without a quirk? What are you, a
1: GD loser? You they ain't just, going no You ain't going without my out ass. Like, they just all bust out laughing at Yeah, him.
0: <laughs> you fucking nerd. And you quickly are thrown in again. The first scene, you you got a quick realization of what the relationship is. And now you see what that relationship is all these years later. Um, They still fucking hate each other's guts from you know that moment when they were kids. And... That's probably like when the two characters kind of diverged, right there, mm-hmm. uh, when Midoriya first decided to stand up against Bakugo when they were both very little. Because as they talk about in the second episode, they used to be really good friends, and then they diverged on two separate paths. Now that they're in middle school, we get to see the updated version of that, all grown up. And man, Bakugo is real quick to smack that kid's dream down. What are you, an idiot? <laughs> Bakuna, you are not. Get into UA. Just sa- save everybody the embarrassment of you trying to do that.
1: The school's already bad enough. This school's already bad <laughs> enough.
0: Why are you going to F up the reputation even more, you bum? Go to a normal high school, you quirkless idiot. Go take a swan dive off the building. What if I actually did it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> it does. Th- hey, man. Well, I on did that. that. You go to jail.
0: <laughs> you do get the overarching theme in that scene. Even though everybody continues to take a shit on deku's dream he still says hey man i'm just gonna try my hardest you know you don't need a quirk to get in that got rid of that rule i could yep. be the first one at least he says the first one line in the manga i don't know if he says it in the anime. i don't think he did he did maybe he said in the sub i think he said in the sub uh doesn't matter he wants to be the first one and he knows that despite this dream sounding crazy and unattainable unattainable
1: Unobtainable
0: <laughs> unobtainable that's a completely different word I think I don't know and this dream is not being attainable see I solved the problem (laughs) Um, he decides that he's going to try his hardest anyway and try to rise to the occasion and make his dream vacation and make his dream come true Um, so again it reinforces that even though we are in the most interesting fucking world imaginable from like a nerd rich culture seriously um, this is going to be a very character driven story and overcoming the odds for Deku as your main character and how he constantly is gonna to have to rise to the occasion
1: and overcome everybody laughing at him. And tons of challenges. The
0: themes constantly in the show. The themes of the show are so rich. And you're gonna see more and more of them, you know, obviously outside of these first two episodes, but just the idea of what it is to be a hero, you know, and the line will come in later on down the road, meddling where you don't have to. Mm -hmm. That's what it means to be a hero, you know, defying the odds. Like we're talking about here with the Zuku Midoriya. He is always going to follow his dreams. You know, he's following his passions. And despite all circumstances, he's committed to at least try to make it happen. And then you've obviously got things like smiling through the fear, even though you fucking want to absolutely crumble on the outside. You're trying to hold it together and make people believe that things are okay. People need a hero. That's a recurring theme throughout this entire anime as well. There are so many character-rich themes here that Deku, Bakugo, the classmates, the teachers, they present such a great um, you know, canvas to paint these stories on because they're very interesting characters. And And Bakugo and Deku as your two mains establishing what that relationship looks like, not once but twice before the midway point of the episode. This anime is so fucking well
1: done. <laughs> There's so much character development over the course of the anime. It's actually and it's continuous, and that's one of the things I really like about it. Is it's not just that doesn't say stagnant in that area. So,
0: for real, one thing that I really appreciate my, uh, about my hero is there are a billion characters that you meet. You know, pretty much all at once. A lot of animes. I mean, hell, Dragon Ball just did it. They just gave you a, a soul, fucking, what's the word? A smorgasbord?
1: Smorgasbord, yeah. A smorgasbord
0: of new characters in the Tournament of Power. And it doesn't look like we're going to get to know any of them. My Hero is the opposite in that. They show you all the characters, you know, right up front. And they don't give you the opportunity to really bitch and say, man, how come we don't know more about this person? Or how come everybody really does get some character development and some growth in their own respective episodes throughout the series. This show is so fucking well done. I I love this show.
1: <laughs> at first, um at first I didn't like it. Um I I didn't like uh, All Might's character model at all. I just it just didn't appeal to me. But before you, you watched the show and had before, a point of reference for who it, All Might yeah. was. So, I I saw like the figures and I saw like pictures of the manga and stuff like that. Before I actually started watching the show, I was like, eh, he looks kind of (laughs) stupid. I don't really like this character model at all.
0: Well, I think it's interesting that you say that because when you look at the character model, what do you think?
1: I think Captain America. (laughs) Right off the back.
0: (laughs) Fucking nailed it. He's like Superman and Captain America had a blonde baby, a blonde love child.
1: Right off the bat, that's the first thing I thought. I was like, "Eh." <laughs>
0: so the next scene, you see a slime monster. He's going buck wild because Deku's walking home after getting bullied from Bakugo. Takes over Deku's body. A real rapey kind of scene. It
1: tries to take tries over to take
0: over Deku's body. It's real rapey. Okay, I showed this show to my 11 year old sister a few weeks ago, and I'm like, "Yo, Novely would love this shit, dude. This is Reddit Paraly. She watches all types of animes." And when we got to this scene, some of the lines came out and I was like, that's uncomfortable. It'll only hurt for a minute. It'll feel good in a second. I'm like, some SVU shit going on here, man. What the fuck? Anyway, the slime monster tries to mouth rape Deku, take over his body. Big old meat bag, meat skin sandwich, whatever the hell. And, uh, what do you know?
1: I am here! All Might suddenly shows up.
0: All Might, like, hops out of a fucking sewer drain, and he's like, Got my groceries here. Still got his
1: groceries from the convenience store.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Punches the shit out of this slime monster. Captures him up in some soda bottles. I bet you we drank the soda. He must have. I mean, if you had to sit... Just... (laughs)
1: <laughs> totally. To like the glug 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 glug
0: glug factor of a soda bottle naturally, when you tip it over to pour it up, glug 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 glug, 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 glug. like that would probably slow him down. <laughs>
1: Just chug it,
0: whatever. He captures the slime monster in these soda bottles, and Deku's like, "Oh my god, fanboy, all might! This is amazing. This is everything Deku has ever dreamed of." And that's when we go back to see little kid Deku. Which, by the way, little kid Deku, he's my favorite. He's adorable. He's fucking adorable. Big smile, giant eyes. It it has the flashback to when he first discovered All Might. And it's an old... And this is another thing that My Hero does really well. is It, it sets it in this really crazy superhero world. But some scenes like this are really grounded kind of in reality. Like you mm-hmm. see like a little four-year-old Deku sitting at the computer watching YouTube clips... His mom, who I don't think is a single mom, but I don't think we ever see Deku's dad at all.
1: I don't think so. He's always
0: at work, probably. <laughs> was, that, was that racist? It might have been. I don't know. I think maybe that's really what it is, because they don't talk about him being dead at all.
1: They, it, not in the first episode or two, they don't touch base on that.
0: So you see the mother putting on the All Might clip for Deku again. And it's the one of the first real appearances of All Might. He's already saved a hundred people in 10 minutes and have no fear for I am here. <laughs> Woo! Yo, Chris Sabbath is all Might is like one of my favorite things in the world in all seriousness. Cause I hear a little bit of Vegeta, <laughs> but then I'm like, yo, he's so fucking funny and heroic though. He ain't Vegeta at all.
1: <laughs>
0: I love the dub voice for all Might.
1: Um, I, I love some of the stuff that happens over the series with it and his just character. I was like, ah. Oh. Yeah, I like him.
0: <laughs> oh, he's a cute little thing. So you get the idea that Deku really just wants to, you know, be a hero. He wants to follow
1: in All Might's footsteps. He's like rocking back and forth in the chair. <laughs> like, like, like I need to do it right now. <laughs> I need a fix. Mother's like, you've done must have done ten thousand views yeah. on this video alone.
0: <laughs> like this kid is committed. He's like, I can't wait to get my quirk. <laughs> Goes to the doctor. He's like, Nah, nah. Fuck you, kid. No quirk. No quirk. No quirk for you. So you learn then that, you know, 20% of the population doesn't have a quirk. There is enough medical research done. They touch on it a little bit, the medical research a, a part A tiny of it. bit, yeah. Uh, basically, there's an extra joint in the pinky of people who have the tendency to develop quirks.
1: So in the pinky toe of the foot, those who have quirks have one less joint and those who don't have one extra joint, it's just thought it was the other way around. No, thought no, people with quirks have the extra joint. No, no, the other way. You can oh, see because, it. You can see it in the X-ray oh, model. Oh, because it's their
0: body streamlining itself. So streamlining. It's, it, didn't, got it. it
1: doesn't need that joint. Um, And you see that in the X-ray model. But that's where they go. They made some kind of medical connection between the two things, and that's pretty much all you hear about.
0: So the doctor's convinced then that Deku is not going to develop a quirk, despite the fact that his mother has the ability to float small objects and his dad has the ability to breathe fire. So two pretty cool, useful quirks if he wanted to become a hero.
1: I like though that the mother is like... Uh, nothing major. I can just float small objects. My husband can breathe fire. Yeah, no big deal. No big deal.
0: (laughs) If I need something over there, I can get it without having to take two steps, and my husband can start a grill by breathing on it. (laughs) Like, it's really useful shit in day to day applications, more so than you'd think. I mean, what does high school look like for people who don't want to go the hero track but have a quirk like that? They're like, like, there has to be some kind of practical application to your quirk class regardless. If mm. 80% of the population has it, I bet you Deku's dad can, like, do anything with that fire breath, man. Probably, like, light a bunch of birthday candles on one cake. <laughs> he just be like, oh, she's 29. <sighs> 29 candles a lit. I just saved you the fucking agony. Yeah, but don't try to blow them back out.
1: Why not? that's <laughs> gonna work.
0: Uh, it might. He's light him on fire again yeah he can't <laughs> blow him out <laughs> he can't blow out his own birthday candles for sure no but i, I say all of that because doctor's pretty sure that deku's not going to develop a quirk but you know we under you and i both know you know what happens with deku eventually that helps him in his quest to become a hero with that being said what if he does develop a quirk later on down the road
1: and not to mention that the you are, uh, you obviously can tell from episode one that he's the protagonist of the entire anime series. So he has to like develop something. He has to figure out his
0: own way to be a hero. His own way of being a hero. That much they certainly make clear in the beginning. But I don't think they give it away as to how it's going to happen.
1: It's too bad he wasn't like rich or something. He could be like Batman. He it sucks. He be a hero that way.
0: Yeah, but he's not a rich kid, no. It looks like, I mean, like like I said, I don't know if she's a single mom, but don't really see dad at home too often. No. So, So you have that flashback so you really understand not only what is Deku's like real inspiration to become a hero, but how much All Might means to him. And the fact that All Might just showed up out of a GD sewer to save him is world shattering.
1: I need to get his autograph. <laughs> so, oh my God, he <laughs> already signed it!
0: <laughs> like the fact that Alma as a character would have already done that is just dope. Like he knows. <laughs> so he takes care of it. He gets those motherfuckers in the soda bottle uh, two soda bottles—and he goes to take off. And he's like, "Oh, citizen!" Smacks him in the face. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> he's got the best voice too. <laughs> oh, you scared me there. <laughs> It's so good. So uh, Deku's safe. All right. All Might's fulfilled his duty as a hero. Not only has he stopped the villain, but he's made sure that the victim is in good standing. He can walk, he can move. Okay. I'm going to leave now. Bye. Deku's like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> Take hold of the flame, baby. Take hold. Too many questions. Grabs on to All Might's leg. It is now flying through the air with him.
1: Hey. What are you doing? Let go. go of my leg, man. If I do that, I'll die. Oh, good, yeah. Good point.
0: <laughs> so they land on a roof. And All Might just goes to, like, take off again. And he's like, hey, man, yeah, we're always fighting time. You know, heroes, we got shit to do, son. Shrivels up.
1: Yeah, that's what you see as you get between the two episodes. Suddenly, he... Um, Deku is just talking, muttering, and Deku's kind of looking
0: off into space. He's like, All my everyone thinks I'm a loser, and I want to be a hero, and uh, I want to be like you. And uh, can I
1: be like you? Can I be a hero without a quirk? But then suddenly, you see All Might shrivel, shriveled up, look steam
0: starts coming out of him.
1: He's the crypt keeper. (laughs) What the
0: hell does he look like? He looks like something, but I don't know what it is. There is a very familiar aspect to that skinny All Might design. How are we going to refer to skinny All Might versus big All Might? Big All Might can be tall Might. Okay. Tall Might. What's the little shriveled up one?
1: Skeleton Might. Bone Might.
0: Shriveled Might.
1: (laughs) Shriveled Might. (laughs) I mean, that's not. Tall Might might works.
0: (laughs) Small Might Small Might. Small Might and Tall Might. <laughs> All right. So Small Might is now a thing. And uh, that's kind of where the first episode wraps it up. And where the second episode begins is Deku, you know, because like any good anime does, they recycle the first few seconds in the second episode there. And they give you, um, you know, a point of reference as to what the episode is going to be about. So you hear the question again. Can I become a hero without a quirk? And then he sees Small Might and he's like,
1: Coughs up blood
0: Whenever Deku gets like really surprised about this series Whenever he screams Like when he first sees Gran oh, the, sc- <laughs> the scream that he lets out sometimes When he gets surprised and shocked Is one of the f- my favorite fucking things about that character He's got no problem crying We see Deku cry like 78 times in the first oh, 5 yeah. episodes of this show
1: He's such a baby <laughs> And he's got no
0: problem screaming like a little girl
1: <laughs> He does, he screams a lot, he's very loud Um, The crybaby theme just happens so much for probably the first, I don't know how many episodes. It, It changes eventually, but he is such a baby. But he reminds me, his, so Deku, the character he is, he wants to be a hero. He's very loud, he's passionate about it. He reminds me of other characters very similar in other animes that have recently come out, like Black Clover. You have Aster who's the exact same way. He and wants to be great, but he doesn't have anything going in his favor. Nothing going for him, but it wants to be uh, a hero. You have Deku, who wants to be a hero. Aster has no magical powers, but wants to be a the wizard king. So it, it's I've seen that a lot in recent animes that have coming out. So that's like a typical trope in terms of developing a main character.
0: Yeah. And that makes sense. Obviously, if you start somebody off at all-might-level power...
1: Not gonna have very uh, interesting series to watch, right? No. Well, One Punch Man, I guess, was interesting. Yeah, but that's interesting <laughs> for different reasons. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so, uh, as Deku reinforces that whole story of how badly he wanted it to become a hero, um, you see the slime bottle back on the ground, and you're like, "Oh shit, they lost the slime bottle. What's gonna happen?" You see Bakugo and his two buddies from the eighth grade walking along, and he's like. Deku's a douche And his friends are like Hey man
1: Deku's a douche
0: (laughs) Bakugo's buddies are like Hey man Weren't you kind of mean back there He's like Fuck that kid (laughs) And they're like Weren't you guys like Really good friends When you were little kids And that's when you Kind of understand that The first scene that you see In the first episode That's a fight Maybe leading up to that They were good friends it's very evident about the back fla- uh, flashbacks that you have in these first couple episodes that Deku is somebody who feels inferior to Bakugo. He's afraid of Bakugo, but the thing that bullies hate the most is when somebody stands up to them. Mm-hmm. Deku, despite him being, you know, uh, professedly professedly inferior to Bakugo, you know, he will he's willing to admit that he still doesn't stand down from him. And I think that's a driving force as to what eventually drives them apart. Obviously, they have that, persona, you know, um, they give you a very on-the-head example of them getting into that fist fight there in the opening scene of the first episode. But it speaks to, you know, the long-term struggle that these two characters are going to have. And when I think back of it, think back to it, I'm, like, trying to get a, a point of reference for how that must feel in terms of a friendship. Like, somebody that you were the best, Best of friends with when you were in kindergarten, first grade, whatever. And then you get to like the eighth grade and you're like, I fucking hate that kid's guts. I would light him on fire if I could. You know, like we, I feel like we all have those friends.
1: We were um, the opposite when we were younger. Me and you? You didn't like me.
0: No shit. I don't like you now. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: like, what do you mean I didn't like
1: you then? No, you didn't. I knew more about Pokemon than you did. We used to argue about it. You were wrong. No, I was right. How does Pikachu evolve, Carlton? It's by a Thunderstone, but there was a glitch in the video game version where he would evolve at level forty. First of all, get your story straight because you've been saying forty-four since we were like no, eleven 40. years old. Maybe it was forty-four.
0: Yeah, or forty. Second like of that. all, I'm pretty fucking sure that you're just making that up.
1: No, I looked. I googled it years later. I googled it. It's true. There was a glitch I don't believe that you googled it I did I showed it to you one day Probably not I
0: totally did Whatever My point is We've all had those friends in the past Where we're like We went to their birthday parties In kindergarten And by the time we get to 8th grade We're wanting to fist fight them At the fucking Knights of Columbus dance hall On a Friday night So <laughs> to, to the thong song by Cisco <laughs> That motherfucker thinks he's gonna see the top of that girl's thong in the eighth grade. Dun, 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 dun. And then you fucking push him on the ground. Yeah, that was my eighth grade experience. Nice. I made up.
1: A I was lot like, of that was oddly specific.
0: <laughs> I made up most of it, except the, uh, honestly, the thing that was most firmly rooted in reality was the Knights of Columbus halls and the thong song. <laughs> Baby, who was that? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's Cisco so Anyway, we all have those friends, so I think that it kind of gives you a nice little insight as to you know what these two are going to have to overcome. They were once friends, now they've diverged, and Deku's kind of indifferent, I think, to Kachan. I don't think Bakugo appreciates the fact that he still calls him Kachan all these years later, despite the fact that they're not friendly anymore. Bakugo's gonna have to uh eventually, hopefully, if he, you know, sticks to this hero track that he says he's committed to, he's gonna have to make nice with our main protagonist at a certain point. Don't you think? For the time being, in these first two episodes, he's a douchebag. You know what douchebags get? They get karmic retro fucking So what happens? This slime monster busts the fuck out of a Pepsi bottle and it mouth rates Bakugo <laughs> to the extreme. Plus ultra. <laughs> Beyond plus ultra. <laughs> So Bakugo, being the resilient motherfucker that he is, super powerful with his quirk and whatnot. And Deku makes a great comment about it later. He's like, I thought I was going to die after five seconds, you know, being taken over by that slime monster. Mm -hmm. Kachan's been in there for minutes, 10, I don't know how long, but. A while. Quite a while. He's like, how in the hell is this
1: dude still alive? And he winds up using his quirk too while he's, or tries to. To, to fight him off. And you see how explosive he is because why
0: the hell did I just say that like that? I don't know. I said it like, Artie, the strongest man <laughs> in the world. Oh my fucking God. Is All might a ripoff of Artie the strongest man in the world from Pete and Pete?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a stretch, but.
0: Holy shit. I think he might
1: be, dude. <laughs>
0: Party, strongest man in the
1: world, mind explosion,
0: and he always smiles and shit. He flexes does. a ton. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I can't believe I never thought of that before.
1: <laughs> so, anyways, wow. Kyla's lost for
0: words right now. <laughs> I can't believe, like, the voice should have been a dead giveaway. When I started imitating the voice, I started slipping into the Artie thing, because it's so similar to All Might. hmm <laughs> All Might starts with an A. Artie. <laughs> Artie, the strongest man, starts with an A. Holy shit. Alright, I gotta fucking recalibrate here. <laughs> That would be a great YouTube video. <laughs> That's a YouTube video I want to watch. A lot of people are like All Might is Superman. All Might is Goku. Okay.
1: All Might is already from PB. <laughs> All Might is
0: an Americanized version of Goku who is a Japanese version of the American hero Superman. Superman. So from America to Japan from Japan back to America from from Japan's perspective. But also, already the strongest man in the world. <laughs> Holy balls! How did all right? So anyway, um, he's like, "Hey Deku, you can't be a hero without a quirk." Sorry, I gotta go. Deku's walking home, sees this big explosion. It's Kachan freaking out, getting mouth raped by a slime monster, and he's like, "What's going on?" And he runs up to this crowd of people watching. You know, Bakugo trying to escape from the clutches, the clutches of this slime monster, and he's like, "Oh shit!" That's the dude All Might saved earlier. Oh man. All Might. Small Might. Because we get the backstory about how he can only keep his hero form for about three hours now. He was in a fight five years ago with a very mysterious character that he has to uh, never have made to the public in terms of what this battle included. Where he got stabbed, destroyed his respiratory system. He can now only keep his Tall Might form. For three hours a day on average. So you can only really do hero work for three hours a day. All Might spent. So Deku realizing all of this. Kind of puts the blame on himself. I had this guy. um, Do this to me. All Might save me. I distracted All Might. All Might lost the bottle. The guy got loose. And now somebody is suffering in there. And it's all my fault. So. All Might. Small Might. Walking along. He's like. Oh no! What am I gonna do? I can't keep my hero form. I blew my load already. And they both kind of have these internal monologues about how they wish they could do something, and how they're really not. Both of them are not really in a position to do it. All might because he's spent, and Deku because he's a quirkless wonder. You know, what the hell's he got going for him? What's he gonna do to save this? All of these heroes are here trying to battle this thing, and it's a hostage situation with a kid, so it's ultra sensitive, but. A lot of these heroes are just playing rescue. They don't really have anything to battle this villain.
1: They can't do it. Yeah, they can't do anything to fight him off, and they're all just kind of standing sideline, waiting for someone else to come do something. And what I like about Deku is that he just eventually he just runs in, but I don't think he even knows who's captured until he actually gets up there. He's got no idea. He has no idea. So. Out of everyone that was just standing there, he's hands down the bravest because he's just like, doesn't know it's his friend, doesn't know, he's just like, run in, this person does need help. Well, I think that that really speaks to his character too, is it's not
0: that he's motivated by the fact that his friend is just taken hostage here. It's just someone. It's some random person and he feels some sense of responsibility for, you know, kind of distracting All Might from getting the job done and getting this guy to the police station. Mm. So... Deku is a very, um, at least in that moment, he's kind of a fallible character. You know, he's beating himself up. He's very hard at himself. And you're right. He's one of the bravest people. The inner monologue that Deku has is very similar to the one that All Might has. Except that Deku's ends with Deku saying, I can't stand here and not try to do anything. And he runs in, doesn't know what the fuck he's going to do. Why are my legs moving? I I can't help myself right now. Takes his book bag and just chucks it right at this slime villain's face. Well, pow! And all the villain, uh, all the heroes are like, "What the hell is this idiot kid doing? A fucking book bag, yo, motherfucker! I shoot water hoses out of my hands. <laughs> I grow trees from my
1: fingertips." Oh, Groot ripoff, probably right. Groot ripoff. Ooh, so, and then Mount Lady. My, my only weakness. Yeah. Narrow alleys.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mount, La- Mount lady can't get down a two lane road. So all these characters are basically defenseless on the sideline. And this little, you know, I think he's 14 years old when the, the series starts. That sounds about right sounds for the end of right, eighth grade. Yeah. Um, this 14 year old kid is the, without a power is the only person who's brave enough to step up and try to do anything when all these heroes give up. And that's a defining moment in the beginning of the series and for me, when he finally reaches the slime monster and tries to claw for the per- like clawing through that slime, trying to get Bakugo out of there, and he realizes that it's him. He's like, I couldn't watch you die. He's got the tears in his eyes. I'm pretty sure that's like the fourth or fifth time I've seen Deku cry in an episode <laughs> and a half. And he's just doing the right thing. He doesn't know why he's doing it. His legs just moved. And you get the understanding that this person isn't somebody who, like we talked about earlier, he, this, he doesn't want to be a hero because he's trying to make a great career out of it and wants to make a ton of money. It's like he's got no other choice sometimes. He just acts. He does what he does. He meddles where he doesn't have to. This scene kind of gives us a good example of a lot of the recurring themes throughout this show. That one being one of them is, is you know what it means to truly be a hero. Interfering where you don't have to Or you know, trying to make a difference Where you're not sure if you really can mm. Trying anyway And then on the flip side of it All Might's inner monologue is then resolved When all of a sudden he appears out of nowhere Motivated by Midori's action He's like Hey little kid you're brave as hell And I realized I gave you that speech earlier And I was kind of a dick about it Cause look at me Being a pussy on the sidelines I am here Punches the shit out of that slime monster so fucking hard that he makes it rain. He causes an updraft, changes the weather. All Might's power changes the weather. I mean, that's not his power, but the smash. I think it was a, D- a Detroit smash. I think it was a Texas smash the first time. Yeah. And then a Detroit smash Detroit, the, second the second time. One. Yeah, uh, Again, reinforcing that, I think All Might is a commentary on the Japanese perspective of American heroes. And, and, like, the uh, the most picturesque of them, you know? And, and that's All Might. Um, and he's
1: pretty much all brawn. So, I think that's the big...
0: Yes. And he's, like, a big fucking Boy Scout, dude. He always yeah. does the right thing. He is the Japanese big Boy Scout. Yep. He is Japanese Superman. So, like I said before, Goku is an... Iter- and the creator of the series has likened All Might to Goku uh, as recently as a couple of months ago. And I thought... That's kind of like the first thing that caught my eye and I'm like why is this guy Goku? What the hell do they have in common? And really it's the idea that despite all odds, they're still going to try to do what they can to fix the
1: problem. Always pushing themselves to the next level too.
0: Always going beyond plus ultra. So <laughs> and what the fuck is Goku? He's the Japanese Superman. So Superman goes to Japan, that becomes Goku. Then Goku goes I guess over to America and somehow that becomes All Might. So all Might is Americanized Goku from a Japanese perspective. I guess. <laughs> Detroit, that, and that equals Detroit Smash. Detroit Smash. So, changes the weather. And, uh, it flashes forward to a couple hours later. Deku's walking home after this entire incident, and you hear him, you know, narrating, you know, I really wanted to try to get in touch with All Might and, and try to apologize to him for fucking up his day, but he was just swarmed by the media and all these people. I'm gonna go home, and, uh... Write him an email through his website. And that's when one angry ass Bakugo runs up out of nowhere, sprints up, huffing and puffing. Hey, asshole. I didn't need your help. I didn't want your help. Fuck you. And I don't he,
1: owe you anything.
0: I don't owe you dick. And he leaves. Bakugo is one prideful, egotistical motherfucker. In fact, I go so far as to say he is the embodiment of those things. Character driven story again, so each person has to have their own little unique or like character, uh, signature character, uh, personality trait. And with Deku, it's I'm gonna try despite everything, with Bakugo, it's really, um, I want to do things by myself, yeah. Despite the fact that he is a very accomplished, um, you know, hero in training, you know, as
1: we'll see, he, um, he just can't let go of that pride and that ego. He reminds me of a little bit of Vegeta where the prince yeah. of I'm the prince of all Saiyans. I'm I'm supposed to be the like the best, the strongest. Yeah. And he has a lot of that. He
0: was so. I mean it's it's kind of evident as you see throughout the series that Bakugo has been praised from a pretty early age. Same with Prince Vegeta. He was born yeah. into royalty obviously, but he's also a prodigy and how powerful that he is. So Vegeta grew up his entire life being told that he was the best. All of a sudden he meets Goku. He's like <sighs> Oh, I hate you, motherfucker. I'm the strongest one of us. What the fuck? That's basically Vegeta's whole spiel. Like the first <laughs> the first whatever 150 episodes. Of- <laughs> so that's um another, you know, wrap up on on the idea that Bakugo and Deku's relationship, they're not really gonna be progressing anytime soon. Bakugo is not gonna be like, wow, thanks for saving me, bro. I don't know what I do without you. Old chum, nope. None of that shit. He's like, I'll fucking light your house on fire with my awesome quirk. I'll light your house on fire and I have the ability to do it with my hands. So don't push me. (laughs) And as Deku continues to walk home and he's like, whatever, I did what I could and I'm glad that he's okay. Really that hero mentality of the fact that, you know, despite somebody just shit on you for literally trying to save them, he's still just like, well, I'm glad they're good and I'm happy and I'm smiling and he's thinking about what all might really stands for. in the idea that keeps on smiling despite the odds. He's that symbol of peace. So what will happen next is <laughs> I am here <laughs> out of nowhere. Party. I mean, <laughs> all might shows up in his muscle form looking jacked as hell. He's like, Hey, what the hell?
1: And then <laughs> he's small might. And it's Might vomits blood
0: spawns up his blood and he's like, hey man, I saw the way you acted today, you ran in when nobody else would. What I told you earlier about you know, the fact you can't become a hero because you don't have a quirk. Young man, you can't become a hero. And that's how the episode wraps, the second episode. And you hear the narration of Deku just saying, you know, dreams can become reality. And then he puts his fucking stamp on it. And he's like, oh yeah, by the way. This is the story of how I become the baddest motherfucker in the galaxy. <laughs> <inaudible> or oh, whatever the. F- oh, that's not the ending. No, thing, that's bro. not the ending. But <inaudible> but that's like the best riff to open any anime show with. I almost did an acoustic version of that song instead, but it's just too badass to try to fuck with. Mm. <inaudible> so that's the first um, two episodes of My Hero Academia. Academia. Um, we're excited to uh, be working on a new anime, or at least I am, especially one that I found and I love and I feel so fucking strongly about. I haven't fallen in love with an anime like this since the first time I watched Death
1: Note. There are a few animes out there right now that are actually really good that you would actually like. But do I
0: have the time to consume them when I'm going to be doing these once a week? Super dope once a week? OG Dragon Ball once a week. If we got people who are going to get those upper tiers of the podcast,
1: dude, we're going to be doing like Super going to be putting out like 20 fucking podcasts a goddamn month. Well, there's there's a lot of them. They all come out different times of the week, so maybe. Maybe, maybe. we might have a time. I mean, what your your biggest one's Black Clover right now, right? Um it's My Hero Academia, Black Clover and Over Overlord. Overlord, not Overwatch. Not Overwatch. Yes. Overlord. Overlord. Actually, Overlord showed up
0: in my recommended feed on Hulu today. Not surprised. Yeah.
1: I think you would like Black Clover more though.
0: That's the magic one? Yeah. I like magic and shit. Ponies, <laughs> top hats, magic wands. What Harry I Potter, do like so far Rabbit's what I've, feet.
1: <laughs> what I've seen garlic. so far in uh My Hero is there's not a lot of like crazy filler. Like as we've watched. Yeah. Um I mean, what's interesting, and I don't want to
0: talk too much about you yeah. know, the current state of the series and what's going on, because in case people are you know, re-watching the series with us here, um, it's very faithful to the source material, but there are times where it'll diverge from what you've seen in the comics, and it'll give you a, a filler-ish kind of story, but it does it within the same canon, continuity, whatever, mm-hmm. but the anime goes out of its way to be like, Hey, this is an original story that you didn't see in the the comics, you know? And I really, really appreciate that because it, it handles that stupid fucking argument that we have in the dragon ball thing all the time. (laughs) Is it canon? Is it not canon? Well, it wasn't in the manga. It was in the anime. Yeah. I think my hero handles it exceptionally fucking well. So we've got a really fun series to listen to. Uh, if you're listening to this on the super dope feed, Episode two and three, um, so we'll be looking at episodes three and episodes four for the next two episodes. Um, they will be up on the Patreon feed. Make sure you go check it out: patreon.com/slash/dbsuperdope. Become a patron. You can get access to not only all uh, a bunch of fun Dragon Ball Super Dope extras. You'll get the OG DB podcast and this podcast. Again, we don't know what we're going to call it. It's Either My Hero Super Dopia or Super Dope Plus Ultra.
1: My hero Super Dopey Plus Ultra.
0: Ooh. <laughs> so as part of the the patronage of this show, um, again, we're making this for you know the people who are willing to support us. Um, I imagine it's not gonna be the biggest community. So this is a good opportunity for you guys to communicate with us very directly, as opposed to the super dope audience where shit gets lost for me all the time. Um this has this is gonna be a good opportunity to have your voice heard in this community and on the show if you want to become a patron and support us, uh, each month to listen to this, uh, we would appreciate it. But, um, yeah, man, go visit the website, get the access to all those cool, uh, extra super dope features. Plus these two new podcasts that we're doing and, uh check out the next episode. I don't know how we end this show. Like w- with super dope. It's, you know, and I don't know how the fuck this ends. <laughs> it's
1: just all might running into the room. All I- right. And running out. (laughs) I am here. I am
0: gone.